0: The Frequency 49 Show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 Show, I'm Paul MacDonald. The 49ers had a much needed bye week last week, uh, so there's no game for us to review, uh, but we are going to be looking forward to this weekend's game against the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, that's going to be week 10 of the NFL season. Joining me to review that, or to preview that game, I should say, is Deepak Gohill and our good friend from Niner Empire, Germany, Michael Wandai. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, good evening, Paul.
1: Evening, Michael. Hello and uh, and hello.
0: Michael, do us a favour. Tell us, what is the chapter that you're involved with in the Niner Empire Germany?
1: Yeah, I'm the founder of the um, Niner Empire Germany Schleswig-Holstein chapter. Schleswig-Holstein is the most northern uh, federal state of Germany. And I'm also the editor-in-chief for the Niner Empire Chronicles, the official uh, magazine for the Niner Empire Germany
0: uh, members. So it's not just a voice on the podcast, guys. This guy is heavily involved with the Niner Empire, Germany, as well as uh, being a very crucial part of the Niner Empire, Great Britain as well. Right, football, Los Angeles Chargers, where the Chargers lead the All-Time Series 8-7. to seven. I thought there'd been more games than that, to be honest, uh, with the Chargers winning the last five meetings straight. But the 49ers go into this game as seven-point favourites. Let's take a look and see if we can break this game down and see what we think will happen. Deepak, your thoughts?
2: Well, my thoughts, do you remember when we were doing the show before the Falcons game and um, it was, oh, yeah, 10 points. Yeah, no problem, no problem. And then sort of look what happened. I think this is going to be slightly different. I certainly don't disrespect the the Chargers. They're, they're, they're a decent enough team, actually, considering how irrelevant I think they are as a franchise, which is neither here nor there. But I think what we've got to look at are our returning starters coming back, which is a huge boost. But the momentum and the mindset that we built from that Rams game will be, um, will, be, will be huge for us in this game. And, you know, don't forget if we win this, we only go to five and four. It's not like we're breaking away from anybody, you know. So I do believe that this is a really important game for us to win because of the fact that we've got this momentum. Let's get a run of about four or five games together, which is something we haven't done this season. You know, we've sort of been very inconsistent and losing games that we should have been winning.
0: That's right. Now, uh, over over the bye week, obviously, the 49ers didn't play. Um, within the NFC West, the Cardinals did play. They lost. They did us a favour. The Rams did play. They lost as well. Did us a favour. The Seahawks The Seahawks didn't get the memo. and geno Smith took down to a win against the Cardinals. So the Seahawks currently sit six and three. Like you said, Deepak, if we do win this game against the Chargers, that's going to put us on five and four, potentially still in second place in the NFC West. But it's a good position to be in within our division because it is so tight, isn't it? I think the
2: top two teams from our division will go through. We don't really want it to be like last year where. We had to decide, we had to wait for an away game, win that. It went all the way down to the very last play, I think, before we got our playoff spot secured. Um, Having said that, I think we're roughly a game behind Seattle, but we've still got to play them. So that could be a divisional win. If we win it, I'm not saying we will, but if we did win it, that would really help along with any tiebreakers. And Arizona are going to win one in this division eventually. Better not be against us, though.
0: Uh, Michael, how do you see this game going against the Los Angeles Chargers?
1: Yeah, I mean, if we uh, if we use their weaknesses, uh, I think we should win. First of all, uh, due to the uh, injuries they had in defense, uh, they have a slight problem in defense. We saw that against Atlanta as well. And we really should use that, especially on cornerbacks. I, I think they lost their best cornerback for the season uh, due to a season-ending injury. Uh, JC Jackson, who they just got from uh, um, the Patriots. And um, Dervin James is still there. But I think uh, if Jimmy can play like he played the last two games where he was almost flawless in his game, um, we have a good chance to beat them uh, in the air. Uh, they had problems in the run against um, Atlanta, and uh, we have CMC, uh, so I think we have a good chance there too. And um, their their O-line is, is a mess. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, I have to say that, but uh, if they don't uh, have uh, Justin Herbert, they would uh, not be in... Uh, Playoff contention as they are right now, and uh, I think our defense line and our linebackers can dominate this uh, O line. But one thing I would to sw- I would like to swap I would take Justin Herbert over over Jimmy every day.
2: Yeah, he's a good quarterback, uh, Michael. Yeah. He's he's he is a, a high talent on a team that's in a city that doesn't really it for football i mean the rams game against us was was like 70 80 red you know and the charges they they're, they're not a draw you know for for football fans where people just don't go there to watch them play so i wonder if Herbert would be thinking shouldn't i be playing somewhere where a it's a football town and b they're going to love what i do for a team you know i think he's playing to an empty audience, he, I think that guy deserves more because he is a genuine talent. I think he's a terrific quarterback.
0: The Chargers are a team that prefer the um, the passing game over the running game. Uh, passing yards, they're ranked as fourth in the NFL. Rushing yards per game, they're ranked, as, they're ranked as 28th in the game. They don't have a rushing game at all. Possibly down to, um, as Michael Wande said, the, uh, the O-line. Um, if our defence can shut down their passing game, we do have a good chance with this. On the defensive side of the ball, they're, they're ranked pretty much bottom the NFL in most categories. Uh, 30th in points allowed and 29th in rushing yards allowed. Now, that is a good sign for our, for our 49ers' offence.
2: Mm, I think that's the weakness that Michael was talking about, that you go in and exploit. And I think now... Yeah. With returning starters you know i mean could you imagine devo samuel and christian mack and george kittle and you know yeah. and um, goodness knows i mean there, there are so many different options that shanahan has to exploit that yeah yeah loud defense you know so many different schemes so many different sets and you know i i have to say and, and again i'm going back to what michael said Jimmy Garoppolo has been virtually flawless the last couple of games, but I don't think this will be a game where he needs to be flawless. I think this Mm. is one of those games where the running game, once we establish that, will really open up the passing lanes. I think you go after this team on the ground. I think that's how you beat them. Mm. That's how you
0: demoralise them. Like you said, Deepak, we've got that many weapons on the offence with um, C-Mac, with George Kittle, with Devo Samuel if he's back. It's almost an embarrassment we have that many offensive weapons right now.
2: I know, and if we choke in the red zone, we've got a guy that can kick it from wherever he feels like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we're not going to choke in the red zone. We can't choke with this offense. We can't choke in the red zone.
2: We've been much better in the red zone the last couple of games. But um, yeah, I do think you know when you look at it on paper and you look at the matchups, I do think that there really isn't a reason why we shouldn't win this. Um, but Paul, that game against Atlanta and that vivid recollection of when you asked. Yeah. Off. I think it was, um, was it Jimmy or was it Nathaniel? I can't remember. One of it, and we both said, oh, God, yeah, we'll easily beat them. And I have learned the hard way. There are no easy games in this league. No,
0: there's no gimmies. No. There are, there are no, all we do, all we have to do is have one bad game. And we, we've had bad games, let's face it. You look at our schedule and, it, and you look at our record, Sorry, it looks fairly innocuous
2: at four and four, but I guarantee you you spoke to any coach in the NFL? This is the last team on earth they'd want to be playing against. The kick executives, uh,
1: hard word for a German, um, um, they uh, they uh, talked about uh, who would be their NFC uh, championship game, and they all
2: said uh, 49ers against Eagles at the moment. Uh, yeah, actually, you mentioned the Eagles, Michael. Are they good, or is the NFC East bad, or? What, what is up with the Eagles? They're doing. Um, l- look at
1: their schedule and it says everything. Um, the, the difference is unlike the 49ers, who uh, pretty much underestimated every weak opponent we had, I mean, uh, most of our uh, victories we had, uh, except for KC, we had against uh, teams everyone saw on the, the top of the list or against Seattle, who are basically on the top of uh, the NFC West at the moment. Yeah. And uh, we lost uh, mostly against teams we should have beaten. We lost against Chicago. We should have beaten them.
2: Yeah.
1: We lost against uh, Denver. We should have beaten them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, this, uh, we lost at- against Atlanta. We should have beaten them. Um, it's, I, I would say if, if it were would be uh, football and uh, not American football, I would say the team
2: has a mentality problem. Uh, I don't know. You know, the one game where we got soundly trounced was the Chiefs game, and uh, we can't. There are no do overs. But I think if we had a do over against the Chiefs, I'm not saying we'd have beaten them, but I don't think it would have been the embarrassment mm. that we actually had to watch. So I think in the AFC, there there isn't really. One dominant, dominant team. I think it's going mm-hmm. to be in the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. But yep. the NFC, I think it's wide open. The Giants are winning as well, don't forget. Mm-hmm. you know, Lots of teams are winning. I can just guarantee you one thing in the AFC. The Raiders won't be anywhere near the playoffs. But, but maybe,
1: maybe uh, if you remember last season, uh, we started three and five with the first eight games. We're better this season, with yeah. four and four. But uh, we started three and five, and uh, this this uh, this last game, the eighth game, was a wake up call for the team. Correct. And uh, maybe uh, the Kansas City Chiefs game was a wake up call uh, for the team because. Um, we lost by by a uh, by a few points against Denver and uh, Chicago, and uh, Atlanta. They they surprised us. You can uh, or like you said, Deepak, we didn't uh, take uh, Atlanta serious. Um, and uh, maybe this uh, this pouncing by Kansas City, who everyone wants a, re- a revenge game in the Super Bowl. Maybe this game uh, woke the team up that they have to do more than just uh, be there on some days. They have to fight for every yard, and sometimes uh, this season I missed that uh, what we had last season: this uh, fighting for every yard, fighting till the last minute. Uh, sometimes I had the feeling the team, when we when we were down, we uh, gave up in the third quarter, and then we didn't fought back.
0: Yeah, interesting. I think what what we've got to remember as well is through the first sort of three or four games of the season, maybe including Carolina, and Atlanta, we we were carrying quite a few injuries, the the injuries to detriment to, to, to key players, um, on on the 49ers that have an impact on the game, and maybe now uh, partly with the LA game and then the bye week straight after. We're getting those personnel back, hopefully fully fit now when um when Nick Bose came back we, we we said he wasn't fully fit we, we think he was rushed back uh, Debo you know same situation he, he's not been fit luckily he's had the week to recover as well. I think now I, I think we're in a stronger position now as a team than we were at the beginning of the season
2: uh, unquestionably we, we are mm-hmm. stronger I mean also. If you look at the first three games that we had, we really struggled to find any sort of sync or any sort of rhythm. Yes, yeah. Even when we beat the Seahawks, you know, we sort of drove over them rather than, you know, systematically dismantled them, you know, with a plan and everything executing. I mean, you do need a certain amount of execution. But I do think that the team is now finally beginning to hum a little bit, you know, being a bit more of a sync, being a bit more of a groove. Receivers yeah. and Jimmy Garoppolo of getting a better understanding of each other, you know, and putting the ball where it needs to be. You know, it's, I just get that feeling that it's taken us a few games to hit our
0: stride in terms of rhythm. Do you think, past that, was the, the injury to Trey Lance that the 49s were set up that, that they were looking forward to a full season behind Trey Lance as the starting quarterback? Well, we get the way through the first game, he goes down, we bring in Garoppolo, and it, it the offense like, well, OK, we've got to change and go back to Garoppolo. You've got to learn again a whole new scheme with Garoppolo after having learned a whole new scheme from behind Trey Lance. I think that it's going to take a couple of games to get into a rhythm with that, isn't it? Well, absolutely. But at the same
2: time, I think with um, Trey Lance getting injured... Let's just say he didn't get injured. He could well have, um, you know, struggled quite a bit to get his NFL groove, let alone get the team grooving with him, because this is a learning experience for him. He's got the keys to the car now, so he needs to learn how to drive this thing. So I think there's a bit of that. I, I do agree that that did have something to do with the rhythm. You know, I didn't really appreciate Jimmy Garoppolo saying that he didn't have a preseason with the team where he's actually been the starting quarterback for five years. You know, that was a yeah. bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but uh, they t- basically changed the playbook for right. for trace style and uh, that's uh, something hard to swallow and um the, the difference between jimmy and uh, uh, brock uh, is uh, brock had this uh, off season he knows a new playbook the new st- Place Jimmy had to learn them from scratch again. Yes, uh, of course he was here five years, but uh, they they thought he would go. Um, I think uh, in the end we all can uh, can admit that we only kept Jimmy because um, because um, uh, Sutfeld didn't uh, uh, show what he should have shown as backup and. No one wanted to have Jimmy, so it was uh, more suitable for us to keep him uh, in, yeah. case, in case Trey get, gets hurt uh, than letting him leave. And maybe he w- would have gone to the Seahawks uh, and uh, even when he was, would have been back up there would have told him uh, what we uh, have done in training camp because he was there and could, could see what the others did. Uh so I think it it was in in the end a
2: business decision to keep Jimmy. I think he ended up being the accidental hero because you know we couldn't trade him his surgery, had put teams off because they're of thinking is he okay, how's it gonna be? And we ended up keeping him as the most expensive backup in NFL history. Yeah, yeah. However, we weren't counting on Trey Lance getting injured. So yeah. it, Jimmy has really become the accidental hero, if you will, because it turned out our our QB number one, who's untested in the NFL, is injured. Where could we get a ready-made replacement from? And the answer is he's in your own locker, but he's QB two on the board. You know, so
0: we lucked out with that, I think. Something we've never really, something I don't think we'll ever find the answer to, but I'd be wondering, once... Trey Lance went down and his playbook went out of the window because we we know it was specifically designed for him. I wonder how much of this season's Garoppolo playbook is last season's Garoppolo playbook just imported straight in because he he wouldn't have had the time to learn a new playbook. No, but I I think it's evolved again now that C-Max here. it's It's going to be evolving all of the time, but certainly I think for the Seattle game and the Denver game, I wonder how much of it was just, yeah, rerun last year's playbook. Just go with that for now. Um,
1: I don't think it's it's a Jimmy playbook, because if you remember the last uh, seasons, uh, um, Kyle uh, uh, dialed down the the passes uh, Jimmy would throw, because we had this discussion about trust issues. And he dialed down uh, the passes uh, Jimmy would throw. And I have the feeling that Jimmy throws much more than he did the last five years. Uh, That's a good point, yeah. And uh, I I think Jimmy said it uh, after the first game, uh, Kyle just lets me play. And I think uh, maybe that's an advantage uh, because uh, we all know Jimmy had his best season with us. uh, when he didn't use the playbook and uh, Jimmy, um, Kyle just let him play. Uh, the best season he had was uh, uh, the uh, 6-10 uh, and ten season uh, when he came uh, into the team. And after that, after
2: he got paid, he got worse every season. He, he is an enigma, isn't he? I think he'll forever be that. But, uh, you know, you never know. Jimmy could get a ring this year and... Uh... Uh, Another ring. I think he's already got a ring, hasn't he, with New England? Um, He has two. He was back up two seasons for Brady. He might just do a Tom Brady and stay until he's got one on all five thumbs and (laughs) fingers, all the rest of it, you know. But uh, power to him, you know, he's playing well, and uh, I know I do. uh, I am quite hard on him, but I I also understand and can see that he is a difference that's making the difference. He is a component in this team. As contributing, you know, and once we've got all of that humming, I think we'll become a very formidable team indeed.
1: And he can, he can become in, in, in 49ers' books, he can become a, a history quarterback because there are only two quarterbacks who won uh, the Lombardi with the 49ers uh, Steve Young and Joe Montana. Yeah. If, if he does it this season, it's maybe hard for Trey to come back, but. He could be the third quarterback who wanted Trump, uh, uh, Lombardi with this team, and that's something for the history books for the team. Or Trey could be the fourth. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but, but it, it would be hard uh, to come
2: back after a Super Bowl uh, victory for a young quarterback. That's what I meant. Mm. It would be, uh, but it's actually hard for an entire team. Look at the Rams; they've fallen apart. That Super Bowl hangover has hit them very hard, indeed. You know, they're not. A terrible football team, but they just can't get it on. And the way they folded against the Buccaneers, the defence just committed suicide in that last 40 seconds of football. I, I watched it, and a part of me wanted to say Tom Brady is that good, and I'm going to be honest, I think he is that good. But a big part of me thinking a defence, I know they're tired, they've been on the field a long time, and it's been a grinder of a game, but they should have taken care of business and not let the the Buccaneers get that win but mm. for us it's superb on two massive massive levels firstly it's a divisional win yeah but it's the Rams losing so that's the big one for me you know well,
0: uh, well what starts well, as a preview uh, a preview podcast for the Chargers game it's kind of went off track didn't it just a little bit well I mean yeah. we've a good decision uh, a good discussion do you want to have a quick preview uh, of the rest of the season um, oh, cool. are the the eight games we've oh. got remaining, or no, the nine games we've got Remain, I'm not sure. Well,
2: this is what happens when good friends get a, a little bit of time together and yeah. talk
1: football. You yeah. know, this is what happens. happens. You need a pint, and and that is a good thing when you have uh, when you have the time because you only have the preview. You can uh, talk about things you normally don't have time for.
0: We can ramble on and chat. <laughs> let's let's take a quick look at the rest of the season. Eh? So, um. We've got LA uh, LA Chargers this weekend, followed by the Arizona Cardinals next weekend. This is our second back-to-back of Sunday night football and Monday night football. I've noticed on the schedule. Um, then we've got New Orleans at Levi Stadium, Miami come to Levi, then Tampa come to Levi. Um, before we go on the road to Seattle in December, sixteenth uh, December. That's the Thursday night game. Then we're back home for Washington or we're away to Las Vegas, go gambling, and then the last game of the season is going to be Arizona. I don't want to turn the face and say there's no... Tampa Bay could be a tough game.
2: I think that, on the face of it, they're all tough games. I mean, looking at this by inspection, I think, you know, New Orleans Saints are not as strong as they once were. Miami, you just don't know what you're going to get with those guys. Only a forward would stick his flag in the ground and say, that's what I'm going with. The Buccaneers, again, you don't know what you're going to get. The Seahawks, not top of the division for nothing. Washington, I think we should beat them. And the Raiders too. So, um, you know, it it looks... It, it's a very deceiving little run-in that we've got, I think. There are a few track games in there. I don't
1: know if Tampa is uh, really uh, that uh, strong of a opponent at the moment. Uh I wait and see for the the Sunday game in Munich, uh, how they play against uh, our uh, rival, the Seahawks. But uh, I would say against our other rival, the Rams, uh, the Rams look much better than uh, Tampa Bay and Tampa only won in the last 40 seconds. But
2: maybe you have seen it different. You know, you'd look at any one of these opponents, and there isn't a Kansas City in there, there isn't a Buffalo or a Philadelphia or even a Giants, a a New York Giants in there. You know, it's in our hands, really. It's it's all in our hands. It'd be interesting to see the Seahawks running. But um, we've got more than enough to keep our hands full, I think.
0: As you say, there's a couple of track games in there that there's no game that we can overlook. That, that we, we tried that earlier in the season. We're guilty of it, pack yourself and uh, yourself, no, and Come we, on. We overlook Washington and,
2: Raiders. <laughs> Washington and the Raiders? we we
0: should be them, we? we? We should. Yeah, we should. Absolutely, we should be trouncing them. But should, you take the hour um, off the ball in this game, look what happens. Yeah, I mean... We, we thought just, that the Atlanta Falcons game was going to be imminently winnable. and of the, of the
2: two, I think the Raiders game is probably more winnable than the Commanders one. Whilst both are very winnable. I think it's the Raiders is probably the weakest team on our run-up, I think. The most fear, sorry that I say, uh, say it, but the most fear
1: I have uh, next week uh, against the Cardinals and um, then against uh, the Dolphins and the second game against the Cardinals because, like, we have the number of the Rams. The last few seasons, the Cardinals had our number, they always they always beat us uh, even if they play the worst season of their life they always beat us and um i always uh, say uh, the nfc west is uh, quite like uh, a, um uh, in in germany we, we say schere stein papier uh, scissors uh, paper and rock um oh yeah and it's basically like that in the nfc west uh, yeah We are the we are the scissors to the paper of the Rams. Uh, The Cardinals are the rock to our scissors. Uh, The Seahawks uh, do uh, can beat everyone or can lose to everyone. Yeah, yeah. uh, Then uh, the Cardinals uh, always or or better the the the. the, the Seahawks uh, always lose uh, win against the Cardinals and the Rams it's 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 like uh, paper scissors and rocks and that's uh, you you never can uh, you never can say uh, it's easy to beat a team even if they is, they are down in the, the division uh, that's why i
2: really uh, fear the Cardinals games michael why uh, i've got to ask you this question because I completely agree with you. They have our number. In, you know, in, in Germany,
1: uh, we would say Angstgegner. Um, uh, fear opponent.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, they have our number. Yeah. No matter how poorly they've played the week before, they'll elevate their game against us and they'll find a way to um, take care of things against us. And uh, and I'm frankly getting quite annoyed with it because it's Arizona, for goodness sake. You know, it's They're not- in
0: the NFC West for a reason. They shouldn't be beating us.
2: Yeah I am thinking why? Is it is it Kyler Murray? Is it the mobile quarterback that's giving us bits? You know, and I think that might be something to do with it actually, if I'm being honest. Well let's let's hope
0: that our stronger our stronger defense now, now that they're coming into the back half of the season can make a difference in the Arizona game as well as the the more powerful offense that we've got. Indeed. So, no. Any more thoughts on uh, the Chargers game before we finish up this podcast for today? Yeah, I, I want to have a little friendly game with you
2: guys. Oh, yeah. well, what's going on here? It's called Interceptions because I could be wrong, but I think San Diego are going to come out throwing the ball because that's their weapon is is Herbert, right? Yeah. Will we get any picks? And if so, how many?
0: Come on. Oh, oh. So we're not predicting the score of the game because we've fallen foul of that one before. We're predicting yeah. how many picks we are going to get against the charges,
2: not turnovers. So not, I'm not talking about fumble recoveries. I'm talking specifically about interceptions. I think Ward is back uh, for the game.
1: Yes, he and, is. Uh, is and the other Ward is 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 there too. Um, and then, as of of course, Gibson and Hufanga also. I think Gibson has reached reaches limits. Um, I think yes, we will have at least uh, one or two interceptions uh, if Hufanga plays lights out like he, like he did
2: the last uh, two games. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put my I'm going to put a number, uh, and, and I'm going to go with two. I don't think we return one for six, which would be you know. Cat's dream come true, and I really <laughs> hope we get. It. I truly, do uh, I think it would lift our spirits enormously? Uh, but I think um, I think we'll we'll make two picks minimum. Mm-hmm.
0: The charges are going to rely heavily on their passing game. They're in passes as we said earlier in the show, with two hundred seventy-five point one yards per game passing versus eighty-nine yards per game rushing. So they're going to rely heavily on that passing game which means the ball's going to be in the air a heck of a lot. I'm going to go three. I'm going to yeah. go three interceptions.
1: I go I go two as well, uh, like Deepak. Uh, but uh, we have to uh, admit something, um, not to not admit, to um, say something. Um, they, they are pass, uh, a pass-happy team, but in the last few weeks, they don't have their best receivers, uh, the main weapon of, uh, um, of 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 Herbert is they their running back at the moment, um, because they uh, they lost uh, Keenan Allen to injury and they lost Mike Williams to injury, and I don't think they will be back this week. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, i think our cornerbacks should have a, a quite an easy job because uh one of the uh, wide receivers that plays now we know it's DeAndre carter who played for us in the in the practice squad mm. and uh I, I don't even know who the other is uh, i think uh fred warner will have uh that's a bold prediction i think fred warner will have one or two interceptions this game because they uh, p- uh, pass heavily on tight ends and uh, Ekela. Yeah.
0: Okay, so, so both of you are putting two as the number for interceptions uh, against the Chargers this game. I've gone one more. I've gone for three. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, it, we'll, it should we'll, be a we'll, we'll, game, shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah we're yeah. not going to play the fumble game. You no. know, uh, we're not going
1: to go And <laughs> Entry, Entry Greenlaw is back. Uh, that means uh, we will have another... Uh, Uh, ball hawk on linebacker
0: too Uh, i think i think we've reviewed the heck out of previewed the heck out of this game um i think it's time to wrap it up there guys so uh thank you to everybody that is involved with producing the frequency 49 show you all know your names and we're we're all very very grateful but on behalf of Deepak and michael i've been paul mcdonald you for the audience this has been the frequency 49 show we'll see you in the next one bye for now